0: Ready to rise through the ranks of the online marketing hierarchy? Take some notes from the original royals of revenue, the internet traffic kings. We're about to open up a treasure chest of knowledge from the best of the best. With your hosts, Kevin the Father D. Vincenzi, the original Big Faboon, John Fondy, and the ultimate compliance conciliary, Attorney Bennett Kelly. In three, two, one.
1: And welcome to Internet Traffic Kings. I'm John Fondy, the big faboo, and we're back for another episode. Thank you so much for taking the time to join us. But also, we've got some great guests that are going to be on today. We're going to kind of freestyle this around and kind of move this uh, back and forth and and talk about some topics. We are on the campus of UNLV, uh, the home of the Runman Rebels, and I tell you right, there's nobody in the building. The campus is completely closed, which is really kind of uh, poignant for us now because it seems like we're going to start seeing a lot more informational topics as well as entertainment topics that are taking place uh, via the internet and people doing a lot of work from home and doing a lot of work in their pajamas and and this may be kind of a maybe a new trend that we're going to go and uh and we're seeing a lot of that here in las vegas from the entertainment side because everything's shut down here there's a not open for business sign on the Las Vegas Strip. And there's just, there's just nothing going on here, but business does have to keep going on. And we're going to keep this economy going by being able to do exactly what we're doing. So I do want to introduce, uh, our executive producer, uh, the click father from rapid response marketing and, uh, Kevin DiVincenzi. Welcome man. Hey John, how are you? Show number two. Let's go. That's right. We kind of just jumped into it. want to thank the folks at Webmaster Radio, uh, for monitoring us now, Brasco's kind of uh, working the safety net for us here, but we're, we're going to record this, we're going to edit it, and got show number one done, and uh, and we talked a little bit last week about what you've been doing, the fact that you've increased your family, and you're kind of really starting off into some new ventures, so recap us a little bit on, on what you're doing up there, and we'll move on for more information on show number two. Sure, I mean
2: basically we just pivoted the whole business. We're focusing on a lot more paper call because people are at home more. So that's really where we're focused right now is paper call offers and things that we can get good response rates on.
1: And so, um, and you mentioned that now people are just sitting at home, they're not, they're, they're not doing much. So they're opening right. their mail, they're, they're from a mailbox but on the, from the inbox standpoint as well. So well, from- we've seeing that trend changing.
2: Yeah, email emails going up, uh, postal mail response rates, and also inbound telephone calls, people actually picking up the calls are going up quite dramatically.
1: We're going to talk a little bit about ad revenues and what's going on with those a little bit later on in the show as well, but, uh, you know, so we've got uh, Bennett Kelly, he's going to be with us here today, it's always a lot of fun talking with him, listening to him, hearing what he has to say. Thank you, John. uh, (laughs) And, and, and Tom Coolidge, a good friend of ours for a long, long time, has, has been with us. And, and he's kind of hung in there in, in the business. And, and uh, Tom, we, we, we could tell some stories of some of the things that we've done together as well.
3: Yeah, for sure. You can go way back. It's crazy.
1: You can go way back to a lot of conventions and stuff like that. But Kevin, let's, uh, let's kind of jump back to, to you a little bit. Um, you know, you've really kind of kept your position here as one of the top internet marketers that are out there, but you've changed your business model a little bit as well.
2: Yeah, it's evolve or die at this point, John. So you have to just keep pivoting, and that's exactly what we're doing in the market. I mean, we, we're we're very blessed to be in internet marketing where we can change our business model and still keep people employed and still do marketing. But there is there's a there's a big drop in the market as far as cost, which also brings a big opportunity. I think Thomas is going to cover that a little bit later. Um, there's a huge opportunity for marketers right now because a lot of the big
1: brands are just not spending. Well, they're, they're, they're not spending, uh, everybody's, as we talked about last week, people are just kind of hoarding their cash. Not That's correct. Really, not really necessarily knowing what to do with it, but of course one wrong move could wipe out that cash. And so they, so everybody kind of turns to people like you and Tom and Bennett and, and all of us to, to make that right move. And, uh, Kevin, you do a lot of consulting, a lot of advising as well too. Tell us a little bit more about that. Yeah, we do
2: consulting one-on-one and high-level deal negotiation all in the internet marketing realm. So if somebody is looking to do a traffic buy, we can advise them on it. As far as traffic sources, what they should be paying for the traffic, et cetera. So we do that on an hourly basis.
1: Well, and I think the, the thing is, is- like we said before, if you're going to do something, make sure that you're going to do the right thing. And and I mentioned last week with, with in Bennett's case, don't don't try this at home. Don't think you can figure it out in a day because, Kevin, right. you've been doing it for, for 40 years, and Bennett, you've been doing 20, it. Twenty-four, John. Don't <laughs> age me. Stop
2: it. <laughs> been doing it for 40 years. Come on now. It's fantastic this year is, for 40 yeah. years. It's right. 30, 30 <laughs> years this year. Are you really?
1: Congratulations. Yeah, that's true. And so – and so anyway, as, we, as we're kind of switch, switch gears here a little bit uh, and talking about the fact that uh, now people are reinventing themselves, the, uh, the unemployment rate was, was below 3%, and now it's likely up to 30%. As they wondering. say
2: by the summer it's going to hit 32% unemployment rate. It might even go higher. Yeah, it's not, it's not a good uh, position to be in. The other challenge, and Bennett can probably weigh in on this, is the CARE Act is enticing people not to work. Mm -hmm. So even people that can work are like, hey, I'm actually getting unemployment plus that new $600 bonus that they're they're incentivizing people for weeks. So it's giving people the excuse not to work, which is not the right thing for the economy, in my opinion.
1: Well, I think uh, one of the things we can encourage people that are watching this is think about taking this time when you've got the time and maybe you've got the money to think about reinventing yourself and uh, get involved in what is going to stick around for a long time, which is, Sure. Which is the internet, internet marketing, internet selling, you know, and uh, and now's a good time to do that. And and of course Bennett can can talk to you about the law and, and what to do with that. Kevin, you and Thomas about uh, about how to get started. And uh, the main thing is to get started and uh, and set set some goals, set some goals mm-hmm. to to and set some results so we can track wow.
2: them. Well, it's funny because a lot of my uh, my friends in the business that I'm talking to, I'm like, hey, how are you doing? And it's like, oh, I'm so bored. And I'm like, why are you so bored? This would be a great time to work on yourself or to work on something you haven't had the time before instead of, you know, sitting in front of Netflix or <laughs> or being bored. Um, you know, it's, it's. I said last week, it's everything's resetting itself. You know, it's like Mother Nature's taking a reset. It's a great time to to build the things in your life that you didn't have time or uh, didn't take the time to do, you know? but I reevaluate their lives, reevaluate the way they work, how they work, how they spend their family time um, after this is all over. Cause they have this, they're forced right now to do a reset. You know, there's not a choice.
1: And I think that's the one thing is, to, is to just don't do, don't do nothing, take advantage of this time. It's almost like, you know, you wake up one morning and somebody says, go check your mailbox. Cause there's a, there's a $10,000 check in there for you. So you know, don't go to the candy store. you know, take advantage of in, investing that. Not only in yourself, but, but uh, in, your, in your time, you know.
0: Not making as much money as you want on the net. The internet traffic kings are by far your best bet. 24 years at the top of the game. Spotify and iTunes, look for them by name. New episodes every Thursday. The internet traffic kings. So
1: anyway, Kevin, you're buying a lot of traffic. Tell us about that.
2: Yeah, we're still buying a lot of media between google bing and we're working with verizon media again now as well uh multiple item multiple different um oh, sorry offers um a lot of them home services health insurance uh medicare insurance things of that nature so things that, that actually help people and benefit people
1: and so one of the things uh you know i own the las vegas television network uh, which is uh, it's all Vegas all the time, and uh, and so I do. A lot of- <laughs>
2: so it's all dark all the time now. <laughs> <That's
1: laughs> there is a big, there's a big cloud <laughs> hanging over us <laughs> now as well, but um, but I do a lot of pay per click uh, uh, ads on my on my network, and, mm-hmm. uh, and they're and the, the, the same verticals that you're going through. I'm actually using those same verticals, if you will, and and uh, education you know tracks really well. Uh, insurance tracks really well, yep. things of that nature. And so, and all that is basically going to end up changing now because it's kind of like, it's not so much what do you want, it's what do you need. And are you seeing that in, in your traffic buys as well?
2: Well, again, we're focusing mostly on what consumers need right now, but the, the traffic prices are dropping dramatically because obviously with the big advertisers pulling out. So that's, that's a trend that we're seeing right now for sure.
1: Well, it's a, and that's a good segue. We're going to kind of move into that now, and we'll actually put up on the screen uh, the chart that you sent me about ad revenue is, uh, is dropping like a rock out there.
2: Yeah, Thomas actually sent that to me this morning. That's uh, one of the reasons I wanted to bring him on. Um, Thomas is very heavy in TV, so, Thomas, you can talk about what you're seeing out there as far as TV and radio.
3: There's like some big uh, buying opportunities as far as radio, and tel- television are concerned because of, in the local market. You have a lot of uh, auto, auto dealerships are a big driving factor and buy a lot of media. You have big, big retail on a national and local market as well. So obviously, they're, they're pulling down all of their media. There's pretty much a price collapse happening. We've been, we've been hearing from uh, stations throughout the country that normally wouldn't contact us. And there's a lot of deals to be had because they, they just have a lot of minutes available at an extremely reduced rate. As well. Uh, In the meantime, though, these retailers and these auto shops, et cetera, are just kind of recalibrating and figuring out what they're going to do from a marketing and advertising aspect. And it's a good time for certain brands to take advantage of this. I mean, if if they've already switched to having an online presence um, and they've switched to like online ordering, um, that's good for them. If they haven't, people are going to be forced to. I think if you're a business owner and you're sitting at home right now, you should really take stock of what it looks like for your entire business operations. I mean, as you have more and more people work from home, maybe it's time for those businesses to make a switch, get rid of their overhead in traditional commercial real estate, and start maybe they can function with people at home. And then they go to once or twice a week just renting a conference room and having people come to the office. So I think there's major, major changes happening lots of opportunity. We're still heavy in the legal space. We see a lot of opportunity where we can um, spend the same dollars and get anywhere from 30 to 50% uh, more frequency, more volume, which is lowering our overall uh, cost per call and cost per acquisitions. So there's definitely some unique opportunities, but again, on the other side, these businesses have to be in a position to do it. Uh, there's been quite a few that already had a uh, system set up for virtual work from home agents, so it hasn't really affected their call center operations. You can really see it for people that haven't, that weren't really set up for that because they're basically uh, dropping all of their marketing. And when that happens and you're in and you have competitors within the same space, you're gonna have somebody who's smart enough to they're gonna they're gonna increase their spending and take away market share from people that are forced to, to get off and that's happening online as well because across the board um, there's less competition. So in any bid market, that means that the, the cost, cost per click um, or cost per view or, or CPM is going down. So I mean, we're, we're positioned to take advantage of the opportunities. Um, we, we were positioned a lot during the last recession and we did quite well just based on our business model. And again, there's a lot of unique opportunities here. So within our network, There's a lot of people that have the means and the capital to take advantage. So I don't know how big the window will be. I have to imagine that probably in six to seven weeks from now, you'll start seeing people forced to come back to some of their more traditional marketing efforts because they have to get back that market share. Um, But everything's kind of up in the air because even in, uh, in retail, in essential retail, like grocery stores, mostly do a lot of print mail I mean, and they do a lot of digital i mean it's 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 hard to imagine when you have all of these people that are stocking up now when everything's lifted there's going to be less spend because those people are going to need less items when they go back to the store so those guys i think are going to get a big influx of revenue today but really it's going to be same or similar revenue when you extrapolate that over a few months time because you're going to have less spending in the future just to guess though I, At this point, everything is just a guess because we can't even understand the full impact of this. But again, going back to radio and TV, there's a lot of opportunities right now for businesses that can, one, take inbound phone calls that have uh, either work-from-home staff or virtual offices. Uh, They can take advantage of this inexpensive media. And there's still conversion on the other end uh, as far as consumers that are willing to make a purchase especially if you're looking at things like final expense insurance and uh, life insurance. Again, I think people are financially are going to be forced to cut back to the, to the necessities. I think people inherently are going to look at this situation as a fork in the road and say, what is it that I really need to put in order for my family that I've been ignoring or I really haven't paid attention to. And now I'm home. And there's a lot of things that I can, that I can look at and I can assess. So I, I think there's a lot of people out there buying a ton of life insurance right now uh, saying, shit, man, I could walk outside and that could be it for me. Walk outside, get coronavirus, and, and game over. And I don't have anything set up for my family. So now they're, they're reassessing things, um, which I think ultimately will be good, but it's really horrifying to consider the extent of this thing from a financial standpoint. I definitely have to take a look at myself and understand that we live in the the United States highly. We're super privileged compared to a majority of the world out there. We're in, we're in these, we're in a, a position where you can go to their grocery store right now and they have supplies, the food chain, the food chain and everything is the moving. Toilet paper. Uh, toilet paper. I mean, it's crazy though. If, if you really just think about it, there's people right now that, that just don't even have close to this luxury and, just in their daily life to survive, they're forced to be out and expose themselves, expose themselves to the, to the general public. So I mean, it's, there's a lot of things that go through my head outside of just the the business advantages, but it's pretty interesting. But again, I can only compare this to the recession in 2008 from a, from a media standpoint and those opportunities that existed then exist now, um, they'll probably be short lived, but there will be, the companies that will survive are the ones that are adapting, Um, and the ones that will continue to adapt. And I I have a sneaking suspicion, many, many people that can are going to forego commercial real estate, forego their offices, downsize their offices in that overhead and allow people to work from home. And, um, people are going to have to adjust to doing that. I've been doing it for like 15 years, so I'm used to it, but not everybody is.
2: That's the thing too, talking about uh, retail, you know, they say it takes 30 days to, to make a habit, Right. Um, with everything being shut down, I think retail is going to suffer dramatically because what's going to happen is these shopping malls and what have you, people that normally part of their routine was, oh, I need something, I'll go to Macy's or I'll go here, I'll go there. Now they haven't done it for the past 30, 45, 60 days. I don't think there's still going to be the same propensity to go to these places. Um, Plus with the underlying uh, threat, even after this, uh, the summer hits, and God willing, this thing is over. It's going to probably hit again in, in, in the winter, so people are going to be scared to go out again, right? Especially this year, it's going to be the first year where it's going to be a lot of fear mongering, you know. And, and doesn't do it, have any help with that,
1: obviously. Well, that's true. We've uh, we've got about another ten minutes to go here, but but Ben I want to turn turn our sights on you a little bit. Uh, how are you seeing this in your world uh, shaping out, and what is what is that basically doing for
0: your business? Well, I mean, there's a lot of people wondering uh, legal consequences. So I've, I've been asked, and we've mentioned this last week, to look at a few insurance policies to see whether um, this has biz- business interruption insurance can be triggered. I've been asked to look at contracts to see whether it can be um, voided. Um, there's a concept called impossibility or frustration of purpose. Um, if you know, what you, in this case, uh, the person was going to do a marketing campaign in relation to a book and the uh you know the market for books is unrelated to you know unless it's corona related is died and bookstores are closed and so it just didn't make sense to to force this person to move forward with a contract for something that was doomed and so um you know, that's an issue that we're we're seeing is come up is you know, one can i get out of this contract two um you know, it would, do I have insurance? Now, I have a, a relative who's a, in the real estate law, and today's, the, you know, we're, we're taping this on April 1st, and um, this is the, a big witching hour day because rents are due, lease payments are due for many people, and um, and that's just going to have a ripple effect throughout the economy if payments don't happen. Well, quite, and, quite a
2: few states, though, that enacted do not evict laws, right? California's got a 60-day uh, Nevada enacted a 30-day last Tuesday, um, which there's a good and a bad to that, right? Because the the bad to that is people are just going to abuse the system, you know. Personally, True. you know, I've got renters that are that are fully capable of paying their rent and they're not right now. Um, so you
0: know, people will abuse the system. Um, but but I, I do think it's a metric, so we'll, we'll sure. find out later this week when. So and also, okay, so large landlords. Um, Or when large companies, you know, commercial tenants stop paying um, and then banks now aren't getting paid on their loans, um, we'll get a sense, some metric about how widespread that is. And that may cause uneasiness in the market or, or better yet, you know, give some sense about the uh, breadth of the problem and whether or not we need to do anything further to address it. Sure. Well, you know the I uh, got a note from me today, and
1: thanks for sending that out. Uh, you're doing your part. You're uh, you're actually doing some webinar activity going on, and, and and surprisingly enough, there's no charge for that. That's kind of that's kind of something different that we see from you, Bennett. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh.
2: I didn't tell him to say that, Bennett. I swear that wasn't me.
0: That was good. I, I, that was good, I Appreciate yeah. that. I appreciate that. <laughs> that was good. Um, what a guy. And uh, yes, and so to its credit, the uh, the California Lawyers Association um, is doing a series of free webinars and then they're um, retaping them under Zoom so that they can be post- posted as videos on YouTube for the general public on, you know, COVID-19 related issues, for example, and, you know working from home triggers a lot of issues and so the presentation what I'm working on tomorrow will be on the cybersecurity issues of working from home and there are a number of them um, but there's also a lot of employment issues related to home and there's some working from home and that that, that is discussed in another video that they already have up there and um, so if you just go to the California Alert Association page on YouTube they have the videos but for you know for example working from home, um, if you have hourly employees, you need to have some mechanism where you can monitor the hours they work, and um, so
1: well, you and know, those, Kevin, those uh, are his, issues
0: that have to be considered.
1: In Kevin's case, his employees don't do any work, so they don't need to clock in anyway.
0: <laughs> you're you're just you're just on a roll today, John. I love it. <laughs>
1: <laughs> hey, um, we've got uh, just a, a few minutes left. Uh, Kevin, did you get a hold of Rick, or what's the story with?
2: Rick. Yeah, Rick uh, was going to do today, but then I told him we'll move it to next week because I figured we had Thomas on already and Thomas is very long winded. So I figured. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <that's true. laughs> uh,
3: got to catch my
0: breath here. <laughs>
1: that's right. uh, so but let's, uh, let's uh, take it around the curve here one time. And uh, and Kevin, uh, we, we do that segment of tell us what we what we should know and tell us what we need to know as we kind of wrap this segment up.
2: Well, as far as media buying, uh, Facebook has put grants out, but they're very unclear of what those grants will be for small businesses. Google has done the same. So I would definitely look into those too. Uh, Google I looked into already. They just said that they're going to do, I, I don't want to use the word sporadic, but they were going to do credits, but I don't know what their rhyme or reason is. You know, they, they dedicated X amount of dollars to, uh, this fund, but how they're going to disseminate it. I have no idea, but I would definitely look into that. Um, Bennett, can you speak at all about the CARE Act as far as small businesses covering payroll? Are you well, over I mean, on that?
0: I'm, I haven't dove, done a deep dive on it, but you know, they are trying to have loans that are available to help people make payroll. And there's additional um, unemployment benefits if for those who either don't qualify for unemployment right. or have exhausted their unemployment. Um, but you know there's certain conditions but it's really going to help the gig economy workers who normally wouldn't be subject to what about independent
2: contractors would that
3: qualify independent
0: contracts too and that's basically gig economy workers right that's
3: interesting with the independent contractors does that alone uh kind of put them in a box of being an employee just 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 by being able to get that type of compensation
0: no this is it's a one-time thing and it it makes clear that they're they're receiving it um, as independent contractors and but that is a big debate and that's what's been going on a big battle in California is and um, the new law that basically recognizes that um, for example a lot of the gig economy workers including uber lyft drivers really are employees and uh, they have to be reclassified yeah, well,
2: that's, that's awesome, a, you guys. Uh, that's a tough gig. Imagine driving Uber right now, you know. Um,
0: and so,
1: but I tell you, who's probably doing well? is companies like Postmates and food delivery uh,
2: Yeah, they, they're doing well. Instacart, actually, in California. Um, I made an order yesterday. It'll get here Sunday. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so I'm serious. I'm serious. Really? Yeah. Well, that's the same yeah. thing. I mean, if you yeah. want
0: anything related to remote um
2: But, but the... offices. But, but the economics, though, I was thinking about that. What could an Instacart person make? $300 a day, even if they're nonstop working? 250 a day, but they're risking their life to do that? Is yeah. it constantly exposed? Uh, my last Instacart order, I mean, the guy was hilarious. He came, he had a full camel on, and he wouldn't say a word to me. He literally was just giving me sign language of what to do. He's like, you know, sign, sign. <laughs> very very funny, but, uh, it's you know, it's not a laughing matter in a sense that, you know, I wouldn't want to be the person to go out there, you know, Shopping and exposing myself and then have to go to all these different homes. It's you know
3: yeah. It's it's interesting a, a big a big player right now would be uh, a big boon for like Apple pay, right? Because yeah, you can use your you yeah. can use your phone. You don't have to touch anything I mean, I, I think there's a lot that will come out of this that will be the norm um, You know, hopefully people's hygiene goes up, right? So you have people that are just much more aware of how things are contracted so We'll only see an impact of this probably relative to the flu to the next flu season to see if this whole Corona event actually reduces overall like flu infections and things of that nature. Because at this point, if, hey, somebody's going to tell me they're sick. I'm like, yeah, no need to come into the office, right? Instead right. of right, I think most Americans are used to it. Like, I'm a little sick. I go into work. Yeah. I think people will be uh, that'll be top of mind. Um, touchless technologies, a lot more. A lot more technology for your home. I know, I don't know. I, I firmly I firmly believe that we're just going to expedite what the future already had in store, where people are going to make their home their central location. They're going to spend a significant amount of their resources uh, beautifying their home and making making it a place that they want to stay and not go out as much. And then people right. continue to deliver to their house products, goods, and services. Yeah, I,
2: yeah, I think so, that the the uh, yeah, I think that retail is going to have a hard time. I think restaurants are also going to have a hard time because, I mean, you know, I had a discussion with my uh, 24-year-old daughter the other day. She's like, oh, I can't wait to go back out and eat in the restaurant. And they said, you know, I probably wouldn't want to eat in the restaurant the first one or two weeks because, A, most of the stock was probably frozen, right, meaning they probably froze all the stuff they had not to, not to waste it. Um, and, and, B, you know, it's, it's going to be different staff, different everything. It's going to take a while for things to come back. Mm -hmm. Um, and as far as how far it reaches, I mean, Apple delayed their iPhone launch, right. Um, AMC movie theaters, thousand theaters that are shut down. They're burning 30 million a week right now in payroll. You've got all these different companies that, you know, what's going to happen. Disney delayed all their movie releases, you know, and every, everyone the past six, I think did a billion dollars in revenue each. So I think there's going to be a big change as far as how things are released and, and, uh, I do agree with you I think a lot more people are going to focus on what they do in their home that's that's, well, that's my
3: one idea for restaurants if you're a restaurant you got to get your restaurant community together get a do a food hall food hall do a food hall where you have like cafeteria style seating and then out of that food hall everybody can use kind of like a commercial kitchen and then they can focus on takeout and delivery and significantly right. reduce their overhead but I think I think that's the type of thinking that's gonna have to, have to happen for a certain type of retail. I mean, listen, if you're boutique retail, same thing. Do like the antique show type scenario, right? right. Where you have a bigger hall, now you can spread out the, the, the overhead and the rent across many people. They can have their own booths set up within this facility and then you can go to one location and hit up all of these boutique, boutique things. I think that's a great way to go. Food halls are actually becoming bigger, but I think they're gonna become a necessity and I think commercial kitchens too, because not that I want to be in the food industry, but if I was, I would have a commercial kitchen. I would establish multiple brands and cook all of those different brands out of that food kitchen. And you know, you could have your, Chinese, your, your Asian and your burgers and your wings or whatever, and right. then significantly reduce your overhead. And, but you are going to be dependent on delivery. And I think that the delivery companies are going to have to significantly lower their uh, profit share or the percentage that they take. Uh, in order to even help these businesses stay afloat because yeah,
2: the restaurants they're, they're are
3: notoriously they're, low profit margin.
2: Yeah, and unfortunately they're gouging right now, right? Yeah. I mean, even uh, going back to Instacart, you know, my last order was a 1985 convenience fee of which I don't think the driver gets anything of it, you know what oh. I mean? Um, yeah, they just, they're, they're absolutely dumb. taking uh, advantage of the... Uh,
3: Grubhub, Postmates, they've been waiving a bunch, they've been waiving the fees to their to their restaurants uh, some of I mean, them i think
2: some of them you know, thomas i think like chipotle like they're using featured advertisers and they're waving those i don't know if they're doing all of them
3: okay yeah, yeah. I just
1: uh, anyway, uh, yeah speaking uh speaking of of gouging i think we've gouged enough time out of this uh, interview. <laughs> as well. so i wanted to take the time to uh to thank uh ben at the big dog kelly for being with us as well thank thomas you, cool cat coolidge for being with us as well <laughs> and of course our executive producer uh, the click brother for, for making this time available to us we've got a great show coming up on our next show uh, I think we'll probably see if we can get Scott in here as well as getting Rick in here and a whole different tap- topic as it, it changes on a daily basis so we couldn't do this show without you nor would we want to do it without you so I thank you guys for taking the time out of your schedule uh, I'm the big Fabu John Fondy here at UNLV the home of the run and riddles and we will see you on our next show